Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. G'day everyone, welcome to Sneakerland. Uh, my name's Jared Magda. I run uh, the Fat Chat by Body Magic uh, podcast and we're doing it live from Sneakerland. And uh, I've got a couple of guests on over the next uh, few hours um, from um, uh, TikTok uh, influencers to sports players, all sorts of stuff in between as well. And I'm very, very excited. Uh, it's been a great event to come to so far. And uh, anybody that's listening uh, to the podcast at home, there is about 10,000 people people sitting in front of me listening to me right now live. It's amazing. It's a, everybody make some noise of 10,000 people. That is 10,000 people worth out the front here. Oh, it's, it's, it's overwhelming the amount of people that are here, which is so great. Uh, thanks for tuning on in. So if you haven't heard uh, the Fat Chat podcast uh, before, um, be a massive help. Anybody that's here, subscribe to it, follow it, check it out on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever that you sh- or YouTube, wherever you're uh, streaming your your plat- uh, sorry your podcast on. And it uh, really goes a long way just to building it and doing great events like this. So, uh, like I said, today we'll have some guests come in. We've got 15, 20 minutes with, uh, with each one. We'll chat a little bit about uh, them, their story, how they got to where they are. And then what I love to really uh, know about and dive deep into is like performance, routine, and how they got to where they are. So uh, that's what we're going to be chatting about with all the guests. And I'm going to make it very worthwhile for everybody that's hanging around. So we've got about like 40 minutes-ish or something like that of me talking, unfortunately. And then we've got uh, the auctions. We've got all the shoes out here. Uh, We're going to be doing some giveaways in the pod as well. And I've actually got a pair of Spider-Man Jordan 1s to give away, which is sick. Like, that is like a, that's a really, really good shoe. So hang around, and I'll tell you a little bit more about uh, how you can win those later on. So uh, the first guest that I've got today, uh, I got to meet her for the first time today. She has got a lazy 8.4 million followers on TikTok. 8.4 million. It's oh my. a lie, guys. It's not me. It's <laughs> she's, uh, she's absolutely popping on all her socials. Her name is Eunice Wani. Please welcome her, everybody. Hello, guys. The 10,000 people. There we go for Eunice. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. How is everyone today? Yeah. 10,000 people, guys. Come on. How is everyone today? It's pumping in here. It's hard hard with the volume of like the noise coming through. It's hard to pick out how everyone's going, but everyone's going great. Uh, And uh, very, very excited to have a bit of a chat to you. So um, like I said, we met today at Sneakland. How are you finding the event uh, so far? Enjoying it? Well, this is my third Sneakerland so far, and it's the same as always. It's amazing being here, you know. I love seeing all the cute little sneakers running around and the kids as well. They got daddy's money. I'm trying to be yeah. like you. I was doing the, I was doing the li- live auction before, and the only thing that we didn't sell in the auction was uh, there was a money gun that was up for auction. So any daddies out there that want a money gun to... Spray. We've got one to sell still, all right? So you let me know. I'm looking down here. I'm looking down here. I've got a daddy down here that reckons. All right. So uh, anyway, we want to chat about you, Eunice, uh, and uh, hear about you know everything uh, that's going on with uh, your, uh, your page business, um, your career and that sort of thing. So for anybody that doesn't know you or hasn't seen your page, how would you kind of describe what you're doing on all your socials? Well, for people that don't know me, I also go as Mama Eunice on all of my social media. Um, my social media is based on fashion, dance, beauty. Sometimes I rant on there, hit a little joke or two with my bold self when I don't chuck the wig on. But yeah, that is my socials. And you kind of do a bit of lifestyle stuff as well, hey? Yeah, I do a lot of lifestyle. That'll just be travel. Vlogs are just long. I'm sorry. That's dragging time. <laughs> I don't know how people do it, but... Do you do YouTube as well? 
Not at the moment, no. Yeah, YouTube I wish I, I wish I did YouTube rather than every other one that I do. So you actually get paid for people watching your stuff, which would be so good. Yeah, yeah that would be great. Yeah, <laughs> you can't unfortunately not. buy a house with our views and likes that are that I've found, which is super annoying. But when you go to the real estate agent, you ask, "Oh, how many likes is this house?" It doesn't go very fast. So it really doesn't. That's why I wish we were like America and like Germany and, Germany and stuff. They get paid for the views and likes. We're suffering here. It's crazy, hey? Yeah. Crazy. So was there like a point in uh, your career or your, or your page's career so far that was something that like really took off? Was it like one video um, or has it just been consistent hard work sort of a long, a long period of time? Yeah, so I usually would post around, let's say, 10 videos a day throughout the week. And then... 10 I'm, videos a day? Yeah. And per then, day? Per day. I thought I was doing lots and it's like two a day that I'm doing. <laughs> No, 10 videos a day. Um, yeah, I loved being consistent. And then out of nowhere, we had the one video that blew up. And then from there, all the videos kept going for, yeah, a year two now. Wow. And what was the video that blew up? Um, so I did a dance to a song called Love Nawati, and it hit about 160 million. Oh, 160 million views. Yeah. Wow. Can you do the dance for us now or...? There's no music. <laughs> we could maybe get some music going. Can we, can we, can we get music, Drew? That would be awesome. That would be so good if we could do it. Can we do that, Jane? We can't. Damn. Damn, we'll have to organise that for next time. How unfortunate. That would have oh, been no. the biggest stitch up ever. <laughs> <laughs> next so then, time, guys, next time. So since that, yeah. um, what did you kind of work out from that one video that did really, really well? Has it just been trying to like replicate um, sort of rinse and repeat sort of similar things that were um, about that video, whether it's like the dance or the stuff that mm. you were wearing? Um, what you kind of, what did you take away from having that one that went really, really well? Well, I found that people were, I guess, loving the new trends coming on TikTok with all the dances, but it was just the same. So what I would do was I would chuck on a dress with socks, my hair sticking out and go dance outside. Yes. And people were always like, oh, she looks taller than her house or they'll just... <laughs> Why is she wearing socks outside and stuff? And I guess I just ran with it, and that's what I now do. Just the girl that dances in ball dresses and socks. Nice. Is that like what the comment sections are just filled up of, of yeah. just people just ripping you about your socks? Yeah. It's yeah, always right. the white socks too, and I just I make sure I buy a lot just to wear it out. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And then, like, what brands have you been able to work with? Because I guess, like, this is, um, you know, I'm in this, but not as nowhere near as big as your yeah. page, but, you know, I do a bit of TikToking and Instagram and that sort of stuff. Um, but... Was there like, I guess it's just such a new career to be able to find your own way in. You can do it however you like. Um, did you ever think that you would get into like the content creation side of things and, and build a brand and business around yourself? Definitely not. I honestly wanted to be an athlete, the next Eunice Bolt. Really? And then, yes, I tore my ACL and I was like, what am I going to do now? How old were you when you were running or when you did your ACL? It's been a year now. Yep. Yeah, it's oh, it's only year. recent. Oh, yeah. wow. We love it. Um, and then I was like, let me just be a lawyer. So now we're studying full time. And out of nowhere, social media just started picking up. And now we do it full time. So you're just a, a high achiever around. <laughs> you're, a, you're a gun athlete. Uh, you've, uh, you've got all these millions of followers and you're doing a law degree. That is full on, everyone. 10,000 people. Well done. No, that I'm is full on. Absolutely killing the game. So, like, on that, being such a, you know, a high-achieving person, sounds like you're very busy all the time, you've got lots going on, what do you do to kind of look after yourself? This is what I really like talking to my guests about and finding out uh, sort of what actually goes into, like, your daily routines and your habits as to how you actually get to where you are. So, what's the sort of day-to-day -day for you look like and how do you look after yourself? Well, my calendar is always full. So, what I usually do is if I really don't want to film or be out there, I just lock my door, stay inside, buy Maccas or two, which is it's not very healthy. <laughs> I wouldn't say I do it every day, but I also hit the gym. That is my safe space. I'm usually there for five hours. I don't know how, but... You're in the gym for five hours? Five hours. What are you training? What are you, what are you focusing? Is it like weight stuff or cardio? What are you doing? I do everything. If it's cardio, I'm in there for longer, but it's usually back. I love doing back. Um, I also have to also train my knee and stuff. So yeah, chuck on pre-workout and five hours. I'm five like, hours. So when do you sleep in between doing 10 videos, a law degree, um, yeah, making content, going to the gym for five hours? Like how does, how does that actually fit into all your schedule? Is there something that you like follow? Are you really on it with your, you know, timings and calendar um, and really organized with your time that way? 
Yeah, definitely. So in my calendar, usually on days like these, I will have Saturdays and Sundays off. And then from Monday to Fridays, I will film at least try and get out 15 videos a day. If not, and I know I'm not going to have a full day, I will film about 30 videos in a day, which is an hour dance and stuff, and then just dash them out throughout the week. Wow, I actually yeah. cannot comprehend how much like content that is to make. Because like I said, I think I'm killing it when <laughs> I do maybe two a day that I'm getting up. Uh, but uh, yeah, if, if you're making 15 or 20 videos, that's a, that's a lot of creative, that's a lot of thought that goes into that. Um, how do you actually come up with the ideas as well? Like are you, is there sort of a process that you use? I know some guys like uh, and girls write them on big whiteboards and have all mm. their ideas or is it a notes on your phone kind of thing? Or how do you, how do you create the next one? Um, so again, in my calendar, I just have everything to do with TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, if I wanted to jump under it. And under there, it's like two dance videos, one fashion and one vlog video. And that'll be throughout the week. And so I just combine them. And because I do dance a lot, these dance trends are easy to do on TikTok. TikTok dancing isn't real. So, yeah, <laughs> it's just five seconds. I yeah. actually had my, uh, my girlfriend, Beck, that's in the, uh, the audience. Beck, put your hand up. It's hard to see her through the sea of people, but there she is. She's over there. Um, she did a, a dance video. Oh, with Michelle, her sister that's also sitting next to her. Sorry. And, uh, and it went full viral. She, they were down, like twerking to one of the Wiggles songs. <laughs> um, and uh, it went proper, proper. It actually got banned. It got like a million views or something. How many views did it get? About a million views, and then it got banned off TikTok for being inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking to the Wiggles. Yeah. And the Wiggles responded. They made a response video. Blue Wiggle Anthony, he made like a, like a stitch video uh, back to it, and he was horrified. He couldn't believe. He couldn't believe. He was horrified. Yeah. All these little kids at home. Mum, I want to do that too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, we might, maybe I'll send that to you, see if you can do a reenactment of the Wiggles uh, twerk <laughs> video. That'd be, that would be awesome. I reckon that would really go off. But. Outside in socks and <laughs> So in terms of like looking after yourself, um, like mentally and, you know, you've got lots of stuff going on, what do you kind of do for yourself mindfulness wise to keep yourself in such sharp condition and um, performing at your best, whether it be, you know, with your degree training uh, and also, you know, with your business and TikTok? Yeah, um, if I'm going to be completely honest, I just sleep. Sleep? <laughs> That's all I do. I just sleep it off. When I'm really tired, it's, it's good to take a break. Um, I can't meditate. I've tried that and it doesn't seem to work for me. Yeah. I just end up Just a busy asleep. mind. Yeah, it's just... I'm there zoning out, so why not just close my eyes when I wake up, I'm refreshed, chuck a Red Bull or two, and I'm back up and dancing. Nice. And then going back to when you were saying that, uh, that you did your ACL, how did yeah. you actually do that? And what events were you competing in beforehand? Uh, so I was playing rugby, and um, I guess I tore it on the field. I didn't realise it And just was what, a twisting or a tackle or...? Uh, so I tackled one of the girls, but she had put her heels out and I stepped on her heel and my knee twisted and all oh. I heard was a pop. No. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> so you've had surgery on it now? No, I haven't had surgery You didn't yet. do surgery? You're doing mm -hmm. the non-surgery route? I'm doing the non-surgery. It's just, it got quite annoying having them cancel on me. So I was just like, I will build muscle around it and... If I really want it, I'll take it. And what does it take, about two years for a non-surgical um, sort of, you know, rehab to be fine for your ACLs? About two years? Um, well, they said it's about six months recovery and then another six months to get fully to where I need to be. Yep. Yeah. Great, great. Uh, and what's next for you, like, coming up? Have you got anything, uh, any collabs that you're working on? Um, is yeah. there any videos? What, what, what's next for you? We have some really exciting projects coming up, hopefully some with Sneakerland in the future. Great. Um, some with some of the amazing brands that you've seen here today. Um, yeah, hopefully a lot more hosting gigs and you guys can check me out dancing some more. Amazing. And I've got to ask, what shoes are you wearing today? And uh, are you big into the shoes or are you sort of like, you know... Not I'm not really a shoe into? girly. No? <laughs> Honestly, um, my friend styled me today, so that's all thanks to Lucky. Nice. <laughs> Lucky, what shoes are these? <laughs> we don't know. Miss Richie, if anybody know, anybody know what these shoes are? There's 10,000 of you. Surely one person knows. No? Wolf. 
Grey, grey mist. Yeah, they're very cool. And do you have like a dream pair of shoes? If you could like, I'm talking, here you go. Here's my credit card. doesn't have that much on it, but like whatever, whatever you like, what shoe would you be buying? Honestly, I just want to get the Jordan 4 Retro Shimmers. Nice. That's all I want. That's it. Simple. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much no, for uh, coming you. and uh, having a chat with us. Uh, where can people find you on TikTok, Instagram? What's your handles? Uh, TikTok, I go by Mama Eunice, M-A-M-A-U-N-I-C-E. And on Instagram, just Eunice Wani, U-N-I-C-E-W-A-N-I. Amazing, amazing. And thank you so much for coming on. Good luck with everything coming up. I'm going to send you this Wiggles video for you to uh, have a crack at during the week. Cannot we'll do wait. It together. Can, cannot wait. We'll get, we'll, get some, yeah, we'll get that going at the back there. We'll make sure we sort the music for next year so we can do it live. Uh, and uh, thank you very much. No, thank you, guys. So Enjoy your little auction. All right, my next guest. Now, he is a creative director for some major brands all over the world, which I can't wait to have a bit of a chat about, get into his mind a little bit more and hear about some of the projects that he's got uh, coming up. Please welcome Ken Lung. Welcome, welcome. 10,000 people. You. <laughs> so good. Ken, how you doing? I'm great, thanks. Good to be here. So good. Hey, well, uh, thank you so much for coming down and uh, having a chat with us. And uh, it's the first time that we met about 10 minutes ago, mm -hmm. and I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about you and some of the projects you've been working on and how sneaker culture sort of ties into everything that you do as well. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, yourself and your career and sort of what you're up to at the moment. Sure, sure. So my background is, uh, I'm, in, I'm from a fashion and retail background. Um, most recently, I was global creative director for Uniqlo. Um, Huge. That's a massive brand. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was and, and just before, I was living in New York, so I've recently moved back to Perth. But I was, I was doing that role uh, both in New York and from Perth. Uh, and that role was overseeing what we have global creative labs around the world. So yep. I was in New York, but I had uh, creative teams in Tokyo, in Paris, in Shanghai. And really what I was doing is I was overseeing the advertising and branding on things like, you know, everything that we did with Roger Federer. We'd do collaborations with Jill Sander, uh, wow. Jonathan Anderson, uh, the Louvre. So it was really across all the creative and marketing and advertising for Uniqlo globally. Amazing. Yeah. And like, who, who's the most famous person that you've met or had, you know, been able to do like a marketing campaign with um, or associated with any of the work that you've done for any of any mm. of the brands that you work for um i guess it would be roger oh, um, roger federer is sick unfortunately i didn't get to meet him in person you know i i worked with him during the pandemic so i was zooming with him in switzerland you were zooming with him often yeah oh that's um, so cool and and i had to you know i got to tell roger federer what to do um, wow which when you pay him 30 million dollars a year uh, i guess he's kind of 30 oh, mil is that what he was on oh, 30 million dollars for a 10-year contract wow um, and i have to say he's He's the nicest, most down-to-earth guy, you know, for, for all his fame and everything, he's really humble, you know, good person, good dad. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a pleasure to work with someone that was so professional. He looks like a legend, that's amazing. Yeah, so, amazing. like, in the campaigns, like, what, what it, what's, like, the unique thing that you bring to all the campaigns that you work with? And maybe what's some examples um, of the Uni Uniqlo stuff and any other brands that you worked for of specific things that have been just a little bit different that you've been able to do? Yeah, so Uniqlo, you know, that, that's such a global brand and it's such a, um, a strong kind of template that creatively, you know, was, I couldn't stray too far from that. But I have done campaigns for other brands before. Previously, I was working with LVMH for um, DKNY and I also worked with a smaller brand called Philip Lim and we did these amazing campaigns where, you know, I, I tend to um, have the luxury of choosing where I want to go in the world to, uh, to work. Uh, so I've shot in Bhutan, I've shot in Ethiopia, wow. I've shot in Morocco. So we did these stretch of campaigns where we would travel to these exotic locations. Um, and usually with fashion campaigns, it, it, traditionally it's a huge team, it's like 20 people. And what I decided was instead of bringing a whole team from New York or London or wherever, I would cut the team down, make it really small, um, and, and we would donate a lot of that money back to the communities that we were shooting in. So we're not just kind of coming in and as a fashion brand using the location and then kind of um, not giving back. So what we did was, for instance, we sponsored um, a lot of some of the people in Bhutan through the education, learning law. Uh, in Ethiopia, we, we donated back to maternal um, health charities. So that was, that was really good for a brand point of view and from a personal kind of point of view as well. Yeah, most definitely. And has there been any like particular challenges or obstacles in your career that you've had to overcome? And is there maybe like, if you could go back, do it all again, one thing that you wish that you knew just a little bit sooner? 
for sure. I mean, I would say the biggest challenge for me is myself, you know, mentally. Um, as a creative, a lot of times you have to make decisions and you can second guess yourself and, and you can overthink things. So learning to trust my gut instinct um, and be confident about it when I'm making decisions for, you know, multi, like Uniqlo is a $105 billion corporation. Yeah. And, and being true to that and, and sticking by it and being confident in it. Um, so, yeah, mentally just being confident and, and, and trusting your instincts. Definitely. And then, like, what are you doing, like, day-to-day, week-to-week to keep yourself uh, mentally sharp, switched on, interested with what you do, and I guess healthy as well? Like, what's, like, the routine look like for you? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I do... So I've switched my whole routine around. Since coming back from New York, you know, New York, I'd be up all night. Yeah. The city never sleeps. But Perth is different. Perth rises in the morning. So I've become a morning person all of a sudden. Yeah, great. I'm um, not much of a morning person. I, I have to, like, I do a bit of training and stuff in the morning. Yeah. And, like, I have to, like, force myself to be. I'm definitely not a morning person. Right. I love it. I, if I don't start an early morning without, like, a run or playing basketball, yep. uh, my day's thrown out. So I've, I've re- realigned my schedule. Like, I like to see the sunrise. I'm not much of a runner, but I do have to kind of get out there and get something out there. Um, and then I shoot hoops. Like sometimes I'm down at 5.45 shooting hoops um, nice. at, at, at Lords. So. Are you any good? I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trash. Um, and I, like, I only just recently started playing basketball again. And I've had to, again, I've had to change my game because I'm an old man now. So I've, I've had to shoot, like, learn to shoot from the outside because I used to be a big. Yeah. I'm a guard. Nice. Um, so I've, I've, I'm teaching myself to shoot again. Nice. Well, I've just done this little project with Bryce Cotton that's coming on in about an hour and a half, guys, if you're hanging around for uh, to see Bryce, which would be great. But we've been doing this like uh, this project we put together and you get like skills and drills workouts uh, from Bryce and it's like teaching you all the individual skills uh, from like handling, um, you know, different finishes. It's a really, really cool program. We actually start that on Monday. So if you've got any basketball, you know, people out here out of the 10,000 um, that are, you know, really, really keen and want to level up their game, and actually learn from Bryce. We've got all these amazing videos on there that uh, that's actually available to sign up on www.bodymagic.fit. Little plug while we're doing all that. Just yeah, I'm going to sign up for that. Like a <laughs> yeah. masterclass. Absolutely. Yeah. And it really is a masterclass. Yeah. And I guess like, you know, uh, learning from someone that's got so much experience in it as well, it's just, you know, just boosts your progression so much faster. So um, that's awesome. So wait, you're playing hoops. How often are you, how often are you getting out and, um, and training? Well, I, I try and do it every morning. Every morning. Yeah, yeah. and, and if I, I feel like if I get that done, then my day is set up. You know, I've got kids, I've got my work. At least I've had that time to myself. And a, a lot of what I do is not necessarily for the fitness, but it's for mental because I feel that I've, I've, I've cleared my head. Like me shooting jump shots, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm focusing on one thing at a time. So I don't meditate, but what I do is I focus on that one challenge. Yeah, and that's, that helps me kind of just... Clear my mind. Absolutely. I'm doing, I'm training for an Ironman everyone at the moment, which is the most stupid thing that I've ever committed to in my entire life. So uh, it's like a 4K swim, 180K bike ride, marathon at the end of it. Uh, it's going to take me about 20 hours to do, even if I do finish it. Um, but similar to that, the swimming part of it is what I've found has been so good for me to like clear my mind, stay sharp, because you can't think about when you're in sort of the zone swinging, uh, swinging, yeah. swimming, yeah. Uh, you can't think about any, anything else except for just getting the next breath in and all yeah. you're looking at is a line just the whole trying time. trying not to die. <laughs> trying not to die and drown. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and what are you working on at the moment? What's the, what's the projects, um, businesses, anything you got going on at the moment? Yeah, for sure. So I, I've recently brought back my brand Paradiso. Um, I launched it in New York prior to, to starting at Uniqlo. Uh, so it's an elevated streetwear brand. I'm selling it one-off um, and selling at the art gallery and relaunched the website online. Great, yeah. great. And uh, how does everybody um, get to that website? What's the address? Uh, United slash par- no, united-paradiso.com Fantastic. Well, mate, I think that you've got a pretty good eye for stuff, so I kind of want to give something away right now, and there's a couple of people I'm looking around that have got some pretty cool-looking shoes, and I want to give something away to someone that's got cool shoes on. So I've got one down the front here. We've got some Jordan 4 Thunders. Yeah, show us your shoes, everyone. Put your feet in there. Put your feet in there. I want to see them shoes. Yeah, these are flexible. We've got got matchings in the middle. I like that a lot. Can we get these two? Can you come up on stage and can we get, can we, um, I reckon, come forward a little bit? Let's get you sort of forward here. That'd be great. Uh, Let me say, I want to see some other shoes as well. What else we got here? What else we got here? I like these greens. I like these greens out here. Get up here. Get up here. Get up here. All right, I want to do this like a little, um, I guess, parade. Can, uh, can you guys maybe come stand up on the, on the stage here? We're going to get Ken to be the judge, I reckon. And we're going to give away one of these, uh, one of these shoe cleaners from Phillips, which are pretty cool. So we sort of... Say it again. Did my nails 
Oh, we've got the nails to match too. So what are the shoes that you got on here? Um, they're the dog walkers. Dog walkers, and we've got matching dog walkers here. Yeah. Great, great. And then what have we got over here, sir? What's your, what's your shoe that you got on? What do you reckon? They're, they're nice. <laughs> they're cool. I don't know what they are. What are they? <laughs> High tops. High tops, yeah, nice. Uh, any, what, what colour uh, colourway are they? Uh, green and black. Green and black. Good description. <laughs> nice. And we're down here. And we've got, what have you got on? Uh, Jordan 4 Thunders. They're, one of my, they're actually probably my favourite shoe that I've got. That I really like them. So I reckon, Ken, Ken, do you want to get up here? I want uh, to give away one of these shoe cleaners. Um, who do you reckon has got the best looking shoes? I'm down with the dog walkers. The I, dog I walkers? like the I like the mix of patterns. I like that. Is that like a Dalmatian print? Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Cool. I like them. So we're going that. Very, we're going the dog yeah. walkers. Yep. Bang! Great job. Congratulations, everybody. Well done. Well done. Great looking shoes. Thanks so much, guys. Love your work. Love your work. And I've got, I've got another, I've got another shoe cleaner here because I like these Jordan fours so much. You're also getting a shoe cleaner. Oh. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> cool. Nice. Well, hey, thank you so much, Ken, for uh, joining us, uh, and uh, good luck with uh, everything uh, coming up over the next uh, few months. Make sure you go check out, uh, give me that website one more time. United-paradiso.com. Absolute legend. Thank you so much, mate. Thank you. Next guest I've got up on the panel with me, I have, uh, I've known you for a little while, actually, because we train while. at the same gym, yeah. uh, and uh, it's just amazing all the work that he's doing with um, himself and, uh, and his um, partner, Beth. Uh, he runs and owns... Lilo Active, which is like the biggest poppin' sportswear uh, brand here in WA. I'm very excited to have a chat with him. Please welcome Sean Myers. You, everybody. <laughs> nice swag. Have you ever, ever spoken in front of this many people before? Be honest. Oh, maybe once or twice. Maybe once I'm not comfortable, so take it easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, like I said, we've, actually, we've known each other for ages um, because uh, we train at the same gym, so uh, Empire Performance Centre, and yep. that's where you um, actually run Lido out of currently. But have you switched no, we've yet? moved out. You yep, moved two um, weeks ago. Did you? Great. How's the move going? Good. Chaos, but we've got there. So, yeah. yeah, great. So, like somebody that maybe hasn't come across Lilo, if they've been mm. living under a rock and haven't seen, uh, you know, your Instagram ads and Google ads and everything that keep, keeps uh, coming yep. up. Uh, and if you don't have a girlfriend, if you've got a girlfriend, they've probably got a, uh, a pair of uh, Lilo Active um, tights. Tell us a little bit about the brand and like how you started it with uh, with your partner Beth. Yeah, so we're a women's activewear label that we launched back in 2019. We kind of swing towards athleisure, so it's not just to be worn like working out, but also kind of as leisure wear as well. So we've yeah. got sweats, hoodies, things like that too. Um, but yeah, back in July 2019, we launched and it's now been four years going. So Crazy. it's been a bit of a journey. But Absolutely. Yeah. So then how did like, the idea come about to start on off with? And like, you know, was that you? Was that Beth or a bit of both? Or? Uh, yeah, a bit of a team effort. I think we've all, like both of us have been into the gym and the fitness kind of scene and the fashion scene for a while. So it made a lot of sense. Really saturated market, but something that we thought we knew quite well. So just dove into it. Yeah, great. And then like, how did that like first order batch how did it actually like start up i want to know about like the early stages of it because like you said it's like super saturated with lots of brands every gym has like a range that they bring out at some point um but yours is not just done okay it's done exceptionally well so like what made yours a little bit different at the start that you thought i'm on that we're onto something here yeah i mean it's been a journey i think the start of 2019 kind of the idea started to come to fruition and you start sampling and reaching out to manufacturers overseas and trying to figure out which one to go with and getting samples. But I always say we got kind of lucky in the early days finding a really good manufacturer and the first few rounds of samples were pretty solid. So, yep. um, yeah, I'm blessed with that. And we kind of started quite simple, just a few pairs of leggings, bike shorts and crops in like three different colours and then built off of that. Great. So it was just like, yeah, get that base set that everybody needed and, uh, you know, was buying up and then just made all these other great variations from there. Yep. That's awesome. So there's a story that I would love for you to tell mm -hmm. uh, and you've spoken to me about it before when we've sort of caught up. You're friends with J-Lo or something or you went to J-Lo's birthday? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Tell so. me, tell me this story because this is a sick story. Yeah, prior to Lilo, I was doing a bit of modelling. So I moved to London to model in 2018. And that kind of led to me building a little bit of a network. And um, yeah, ended up becoming friends with her voice coach, Stevie Mackey. And then got introduced to her and like her entourage. And yeah, we all just clicked and kind of spent so a lot of time with them. What do you, I get you like, oh yeah, I just met. But how did that actually happen? Like what was the, what was the night that you just met J-Lo for the first time? 
Uh, I was in Vegas, so she had a residency contract back in 2018 where she was performing a lot out there. And um, yeah, through her voice coach, he kind of introduced me and we all got along, so that's kind of how it happened. Wow, and then like you're hanging out? Like you went to a 50th or foot? Yeah, 50th birthday in 2019. That is wild. That must have been a sick party. Yeah, it was. Who else was there? Was there anyone anyone Uh, else notable? DJ Khaled. Wow. Few different celebrities, yeah. Sick. I was definitely out of my element. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, just rode with it. You're underplaying this. If I'd gone to a party with J Lo and um, uh, uh, DJ Khaled, I'd be telling everybody. <laughs> Trust me, everybody would know. So yeah. that's amazing. Mm. And um, are you going to do like? Has she worn your stuff? Like, who's who's some of the yeah, people? That have yeah, yeah. We've gifted out to her, Hayley Bieber, a few other celebrities. Hayley Bieber as well. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's been really cool. Just reached out to their stylists and sent it out. Yeah. yeah. Is that how that works? If you want someone famous to wear yeah, that's clothes? the best way. Get so in you touch go with their to stylist. Their, their stylist, mm-hmm. and what is that? That's like their management. They just wear whatever the stylist is telling them. Yeah, for the most part, I think like trying to go direct to that celebrity. Tough work. Yeah, probably not going to happen. So who's some of the other people? So we've got Haley, we've got J Lo. You've got like every influencer in mm-hmm. Australia, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we're pushing it through a lot of influencers. But I mean, for me these days, I think it's more important trying to get it into the hands of like micro influencers and people that are really relevant to the brand. So we're leaning into like the Pilates and yoga industry a lot at the moment. So yep. we love gifting out to like Pilates instructors, yoga instructors. Like every morning they're out in front of 10 to 15 girls and that's that's what our focus is. Yeah, now. most yep. definitely. And then like, what's like the next progression for? Are you going to ever do like a guys range of stuff or Lilo's only ever going to be mm-hmm. Um, female activewear everyone asks that are you going to do menswear maybe at some point but honestly like the focus is just women's wear at the moment I think that that market's massive and um, we're doing really well with it so Um, I kind of want to go all in on that and then at some point if it makes sense to do menswear we'll go and what size tights are you wearing that's what I want to know what colour pink purple what have we got you in don't don't mind the pink ones size (laughs) medium (laughs) (laughs) nice man and then like I said we know each other from the gym Mm. Um, I see you often and you're in there all the time you're quite what I've noticed anyway quite like a habitual person Mm -hmm. very routine based and that's obviously um, something that I find when I'm talking to any successful person whether it be sports player um, business whatever it is it's all about the routine keeping it consistent and over and over and over again Mm -hmm. Um, what do you do personally day to day as part of your daily habits that gets the most out of yourself yeah, it's definitely trying to get into the gym at least five days a week. And I've been doing that since I was like 15 or 16. And now I'm 29. So at 30, it'll be like I'll be training the same amount of time that I haven't been training 15 years. And yep. yeah, I think that I've taken a lot from what I've learned in the gym and brought it into business. And it really is. It's about staying consistent, not like burning yourself out. And um, yeah, like just playing that long game. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Same in the gym. You don't want to be doing deadlifts like a banana, hurting your back, that's not going to help. And same in business, you don't want to make those like short-term plays that are going to hurt the business as well. Always have that long vision and play the long game. Definitely. And if there's something that you could go back, tell your younger self, starting the brand, um, all the, you know, successes, and I'm sure there's probably been some, you know, failures and things that maybe Mm -hmm. you would have changed along the way. What's one thing that you wish that you learnt a little bit sooner? It's probably to be a little bit more patient and control my emotions during the journey. I think that there's a lot of um, times where you have that self-doubt, especially in the early days, trying to get it off the floor. You know, it's like, it's, it's tough. And um, I think that if I was to give myself advice, it's just to, um, yeah, just stay in it and stay, stay faithful and know that it's going to work out. Just keep chipping away and don't get overwhelmed because, yeah, there's definitely been points where I'm like, man, this is a lot. Um, I think that that's probably one of the misconceptions for a lot of people looking on the outside in. They think that it's just like selling clothes, but there's a so lot much to more it. There's a lot it, to yeah. it, yeah. Just the tip of the iceberg. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, so much sure. that goes on behind the scenes for uh, running any, like your own project, your own socials, anything that mm. nobody sees how tricky it is. And you see all the, you know, the finished great product that it is, but it's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes yep. for sure. Um, and into your shoes, like you've got a few pairs of shoes that I've seen you kicking around in. Yeah, a little bit. I'm mostly in Air Force Ones, like these are the Nocta Air Force Ones, a little bit yeah. nicer than the standard regular ones, but... Yeah, I'm not a massive sneakerhead, but I always want a fresh pair of Air Force Ones on my feet. Yeah, can't definitely. stand when they get dirty. <laughs> yeah, are you on that, are you? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. OCD like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. nice. And then what's next for Lilo? Like, what's the next like 12 months look like for you? Um, um, even further than that, hmm. what's like the ultimate goal with Lilo? What are you guys trying to achieve? Yeah, I don't like to look too far ahead. I think that at the moment, the way that the fashion industry works, it's like you want to kind of be 
not trying to play too far in advance because things do change quite rapidly. So it's um, just really watching what's happening, particularly in the Northern Hemisphere, and trying to bring it down here. Like That's probably the good thing about operating a business in Australia is we can kind of see what's happening in Europe, UK, the US, take inspiration, and um, each season kind of like build on that. But I think also like we've rolled out into Star Runner and we're going into Which the Which is iconic. huge, yeah. That's yeah. a massive brand to get yeah. on in. And that's like a whole other side to the business doing that like wholesale retail side instead of just direct to consumer selling online. So Yeah. Yeah. And then what's your dream shoe? Like I'm talking all the cash in the world. Here you go. What are you picking? It's still just an Air Force One. Still Air Force One. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care nice. how much money I've oh, got I'm, in the world. I'm so glad that Air you're Force content one. with the Air Force Ones yeah. and that's, uh, and that's yeah. a happy you. That's yeah, awesome. That's so if anybody wants to find you guys on um, socials, if they want to have a look at your products, where do they, where do they get that on? So it's just leloactive.com. Yep. Nice and simple. Same on socials, leloactive or on TikTok, Instagram. Yeah, give us a follow and... Um, if anyone out here is starting a business, feel free to send me a DM. Like, I love to chat about that. I think that, like, that's one thing that I pride myself on is being really transparent about the journey, talking about the numbers and not hiding anything. Because I think a lot of, um, especially in the fashion world, a lot of people like, like to keep their secrets and they feel like it's really competitive, but I'm an open book. So send a message if anyone is curious. No, I love it, mate. Yeah. I love it. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. On, uh, no I think we're going to try to get maybe, we'll have to talk about it, try to do a body magically low, um, you know, a challenge or some workouts or something yeah, at some point. Absolutely. We'll definitely have to chat about that more. Um, but love the work that you're doing. Thank you're you. absolutely killing it. Every time I see you, it's, you know, growing and growing and growing, which is so amazing to see. Um, and yeah, thanks so much and good luck with the rest thanks of it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Cheers. Man. Hey, legends, thanks for uh, sticking around, the couple that have, uh, sorry, the 10,000 people that have, Dan, uh, to listen to uh, the panel interview. Um, I'm sure they're all like, all your, all your fans here. I literally cannot see to the back of the room there's that many people in this, in this place right now, um, which uh, has been great. But uh, welcome to uh, Fat Chat Podcast. We're back for another couple of panel uh, interviews. And I've got, I've been a long-time follower of this guy, and I'm so glad to actually meet him in person. I think, like, I'm... I think I'm an OG follower. Like, I'm like back, back, back when. Um, he's an owner, creator, um, CEO, all the roles you could, you could think of for the brand StreetX, which is um, such an iconic brand here in Perth for our streetwear and fashion. And I'm very lucky to have him uh, sitting next to me. Please welcome Daniel Bradshaw. You! 10,000 people erupt and the place crowd, is shaking. Oh my God. Oh my God, the, the chair's shaking. It's, it's, oh, it's so exciting to hear. The, it's absolutely electric. Um, thank you so much for coming, Dan. Of course, mate. Thanks for having me. Like I said, uh, I think I'm like genuinely one of your OG followers. I reckon I was following, I reckon you might have had two or 3,000 followers when I was first following you. Oh, wow. Yep. And like, I'm talking, I'm a big fan of all the Perth Mayor stuff you've yeah. done. Like, I'm talking all of it. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. Uh, tell us about the Perth Mayor stuff. That was so funny. I don't know. We just like doing different sort of content releases and whatnot. Uh, and that was just something funny. I think I thought the whole mayor, whatever was going on in the newspaper was a bit of a joke and I thought it was just a bit uh, irrelevant. So I thought, well, how can we poke some fun at these guys or trying to act as if the mayor's this massive big thing? Yeah. Which, uh, I didn't think, obviously, we'd been in the city, <laughs> had a business in the city for, for 10 years, and I'd never once seen any of these people. And then all of a sudden, the newspapers are like, wow. Full of all the ads. Here's the staples of Perth. I was like, man, I've never seen any of you guys in yeah. the city. Uh, so thought, you like, know what? I could do this. Yeah. yeah. And it was obviously a joke. Um, but uh, yeah, man, we like doing... Uh, funny stuff yeah no it's hilarious so like uh for anybody that maybe hasn't come across street x um which they'd be living under a rock uh if uh you know if they haven't yeah tell us a little bit about the brand and like how you started it uh pretty much i started it will be 12 years in december uh pretty much straight out of university i finished school uh, and i always had the idea of creating a brand but i was a kid i had no clue how i was like why would anyone in the world buy a t-shirt from a kid in perth with no story I've got no story coming from the ghetto or coming from hardship I've my parents are immigrants who came here and and they, they built an amazing life for me and my brother uh, so I was like what I had no idea what my story was um, so from there into the idea of instead of starting a brand because I was just literally going to call it my initials which is what every person who has no yeah. idea does um, I was like maybe I think the next best thing I could do is create a store where I can, cool, I don't know what I want to create, but I can create something where I can bring in all these brands from around the world that I do like and curate something in a way that I think fits me and then fits the market that I thought we could hit. Uh, so from there, it obviously 
without going too too long and, and deep, it went from probably about a year of being, uh, a year and a half of being an online web store, what we thought would change in the world, doing a few pop-ups, and I very quickly realized that the online stratosphere is very different to in-person. Yeah, definitely. Like again, SEO, building websites, all that stuff is a very different world. So it was very interesting uh, trying to do that. And then we, we transitioned to pop-up stores. And about a year and a half in, we, I met a landlord and he was like, I've got this store. And I was like, cool, man. Signed a five-year lease without reading it. And that's, <laughs> Always uh, a good idea. Yeah, yeah. it was very, as, as I was got older, I've learned how to negotiate a lot better <laughs> instead of just signing. Um, but that was literally, I was like, man, we need this store to do well. Sign it. I was there for five years. And then uh, end of that lease, we moved to a store that's now on William Street. We've been there for four-ish years. Uh, and then online is our, of course, main focus. But we've done pop-ups in uh, Beijing, LA, New York, Tokyo, obviously all of Australia, but the other ones just sound a little bit cooler. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, yeah, collaborated with brands like Champion, Crocs, uh, who are obviously the big ones. Uh, and then a lot of LA-based brands. We've worked with fighters like uh, Jack Della Maddalena, who's the number one UFC fighter in Australia in the welterweight division. Israel Adesanya, who's the now current middleweight champ. Jeez, um, a few other UFC guys. And then Craig Jones is one of the, the best grapplers in the world in terms of the sports side. Absolutely. And it's really the collaborations that are the things that, you know, get all the traction and that I think that everybody really knows you for. Mm. So you rattled a few names off there for like the UFC stuff and some of the fighters. Yep. Um, you've got one currently at the moment with Sam Kerr. Oh how, yeah, yeah, like yeah. How, did, how did that all come about? I mean, Sam's literally been a customer for... So she was just a customer and that's how that Yeah, sort of I mean, obviously formed. everyone knows who Sam Kerr is and then one of the boys at the warehouse was like, hey, there's a Sam Kerr order. Do you think that's her? And then we were all just like, nah, it'd be pretty cool if it is. Yeah. Uh, and then one day when she was back in Perth, she came into the store and I happened to be there and I walked out and I was like, you're Sam Kerr. Can I get a photo? Yes. And then we've sort of been friends ever since then. Wow. And then that, the shirt that we just released that went wild, we been talking, we were going to do it for the Men's World Cup, which was obviously last year. Um, and we thought it'd be obviously more special because the Women's World Cup, which has been such an amazing thing. Mm. Obviously, my partner's an athlete, so I, I have been exposed to women's sport a bit. But outside of that, I'd never normally watch it. But the Women's World Cup, I was like, man, I'm watching this. It was more, amazing. Man, yeah, watching it absolutely more than the Men's off. World Cup. Yeah. Um, so I'm so glad we didn't do it for the Men's World Cup. Yep. Because I think it was so much more special. Like, I've never, ever seen, even just looking at my group of friends, every single male I know was like, you watching the Matildas tonight? Yeah. Absolutely. Was it, like, was, wow. it, took, it was like <laughs> yeah. every bar, every single person was watching was that sick. game. So yeah, that worked out perfect. That's amazing. And then some of the other ones that you've done, so you've done like the AFL uh, recently, yep. collabs with them. Yeah, the How AFL. How kind of come about? Is it just that you like Lincoln like job from job or is it? Now nah, the AFL is a real cool one because we ripped off their logos for, for ages. Yeah, yeah. For Did, ages. Have you ever got any like... I'll get into that. Yeah, so yeah, we, tell yeah, we, <laughs> I mean, a big thing in streetwear, I mean, I hate using that word because in reality... None of us are from the street. Mm. I think it's called streetwear. Obviously, it's like a, a street-level transaction and it, it tells stories of the street. But yeah, I don't really like that word. But from there, it was the whole identity of a lot of streetwear brands is reinterpreting existing things. Like if you look at a lot of brands, Supreme, Palace, any of them, they'll reinterpret or reference soccer kits, designs, graphics. You can go on any of their Instagrams. Nothing is original. Yep. But that's what, the, that's what the industry is. Um, so for us, obviously our brand is bought on a major pillar of, I mean, built up on a major pillar of sports. AFL is culturally the number one sport, I'd say, in Australia. And obviously everyone who sort of grew up here has generally got a good group of mates, generally, who all love AFL. Yeah. And again, I, didn't, I played AFL when I was young, but I went more down soccer and martial arts. But I loved the idea of AFL and everything that was around it. So I think it was probably the 20... 17 or 2018 we started just knocking off a few of their graphics we got a, a bit of trouble from uh, a trademark lawyer contacted me and i just did the old oh, i didn't just, see that one yeah i'll just get that <laughs> home and see what happens what, is, so what, what we, was what was the logo for so this is when we ripped off the eagles logo as blatantly as possible yeah <laughs> which was the first time we did it. again i was very young and naive so i thought oh what a, why not what's the worst that could happen just print a thousand shirts let's go yeah and then um I got this letter and I was like, oh, 
I'll just put that there and see what happens. <laughs> Nothing happened, so I was like, oh, let's do it again. So good. And then eventually, long story short, we worked with a few of the players, we gave some stuff, they took photos, and of course, one of my friends plays for them, I'm quite good friends with, I obviously won't say his name, but he was like, man, the club got us, uh, said, maybe don't be doing that with this brand. Yeah. But that's how it works. Uh, and then eventually, the AFL always had all their licensing in-house. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh yeah, you can work with us, uh, sign up to the two-year process garbage, because we'd met with the, one of the CEOs of one of the WA clubs, and he was like, yeah, we've got a loophole, we can get it in. Never worked out. And I was like, well, I'm not waiting two years. So whatever, man, I'll, we'll just do it ourselves. Yeah. And we'll see when we get caught, which is not advice I'll give, but it's definitely <laughs> much work for us. Uh, and then the funny thing is when we eventually AFL outsourced their licensing, the company that took over the licensing was very familiar with our brand and approached us to do it. And I was like, oh, yep, yeah, like, do you know much about the brand? He's like, oh yeah, we know exactly how many years you've been knocking those logos off. <laughs> so it was, it was, um, you've, been was like, on oh, the, you've been on top of the list, yeah, mate. It's, yeah. been, it's been put under the rug. You and, can't beat them, join them. Yeah. And the, and the first, but that's what, that, the whole goal was always like, I want to piss them off as much as I fucking possible, possibly can to get a meeting. I because it. I was like, once you give me a meeting, I can get them. I can tell, I can, here's the figures. Yeah. One, the less important, here's the figures. So here's the cultural impact it can have and social reach and all that sort of garbage that a lot Well, of that's right. It's so different, the people that so you're reaching love. with it. So. Yeah, corporate's like, oh, wow, you're cool. Can you do something for us? Mm. That's literally what it gets down to now. Um, and then when we eventually worked with them, we just released something at the start of the month and it sold out in minutes and it was one of our biggest drops of the year. And I, was, I spoke to them. We, we smoked all the other licenses. There was only one that beat us, which is the Udi, yep. which I, is insane. So, so, <laughs> the Udi? Yeah, yeah. The Udi beat us. Uh, and I was like, it's, it's Can't wait an, to see a Street X Udi next. It's such just, an insane because, yeah. product. Um, but for me, that was so sick. It was great. It was sort of like, we've ripped this and, and done this for so long. It's cool to see. Oh, now it's official. And it went bananas, which was cool. So now that, that was, we specifically kept that release smaller because we knew it was going to cra- go mm. crazy. And then next year for the season opener, we will work on more teams and expand it a bit more. But the biggest thing, if you look at, I think, sports now, there's so many teams that are pushing the cultural side. Like you look at Inter Miami now with obviously bringing Messi. There's a lot more behind that than just him playing football. Yep. Crystal Palace and the EPL just um, brought on a creative director. Rigi from Rude was, uh, was a creative director for an NFL team. There's so many teams bringing on, like you look at PSG, PSG now functions as a brand as opposed to a sporting team. So for us with the AFL, obviously everything in Australia is years behind overseas. So when I was pitching the idea originally to the AFL was the idea of, hey, look what everyone else in America does so well with the NBA, NFL, Hockey, look how well they license and look how well they act. And try to replicate the same slash yeah, find like, something how, a little bit different like that. Give us the opportunity to do it officially now and we'll blow it out of the water. Mm. But of course, every big corporate, there's a lot of red tape. Um, and the biggest thing about having my own business is there's no red tapes. We do whatever we want, whenever we want, and we go as crazy as possible. Working with someone like that does make it a little bit harder. Um, but it's been cool. And then for next, uh, yeah, for the March season, we're going to try and do something really cool and activate at stadiums. And in stadiums, which is a whole That'd other be so sick, yeah. a whole other ball game. I love it. Well, I, I think we're gonna have to do like another episode at some point, and like <laughs> do like a full, you know, because there's lots that I'd like like to ask you for that. But a big part of um, the Fat Chat podcast is really want to learn about like you know you and how you actually take care of yourself because you're a high performing person. You've got a fantastic business, um, so much experience, and I'd just like to know a couple little things that you do every day as part of your habits, your routine um, that uh, that gets you to perform the way that you perform. So like in terms of like I'm um, like working out, yeah. wellness, mental health. Like how do you make sure that you're always performing at your best? Uh, the biggest thing I always try and get up at around maybe six a.m. Uh, Early morning. Yeah, I mean, I, I try. That's I've got friends who get up at four or five, and that's why I need to be. Um, but yeah, jump in the pool, or the pool, or obviously cold shower. Um, and I grew up tra- training mixed martial arts, and I fought competitively when I was a lot younger. Uh, and all the guys I'm friends with now are very high level fighters. And that's where the double cobras exactly. Come from I'm definitely not at that level, but I love <laughs> man, I love that sport more than anything because it's hard. I think it's the hardest sport in the world and getting beaten up is the best possible way to ground yourself. 
Um, because uh, yeah, where we are as a business now is cool. I want to be a hundred times bigger. It's where we are now is great and it's been amazing. We've built it ourselves. We've been all around the world. We've worked with major athletes, whatever. But it's cool. It's done. I want to do that. I want it to be big and big and big. I want it to be bigger and better all the time. Absolutely. So it's just trying to yeah stay on top. And with that, of course, training is such a good thing because you think, oh yeah, this release did well. It sold out instantly. And then someone beats the shit out of you the next day, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm not as good as I think. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, what, that's, that's what I think is the. So you really find that that is what really humbles you and brings you back down, and just sort of puts everything into a bit of perspective. Even though you might be killing it with all your business stuff, uh, high flying with that, but if someone beats the shit out of you the next day at the gym, that brings you right back down pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even even for the business thing, it's it's always good being around. Like a lot of the guys I work with in the US, whose brands are a lot bigger, or a lot of there's a lot of people here who've got businesses that are a lot bigger than mine. I, like, I want to meet all these people because I want our business to be bigger and bigger. People are like, oh, you guys are doing so well, all that sort of crap. So you can always be better. And the whole idea is constantly just trying to work as much. I work all the time to try and get to the next thing. Um, and then, yeah, keep as fit as I can. I train most, almost every day. Uh, but the biggest thing for me is to focus on work. Absolutely. And if you could sort of go back, you mentioned before that there's lots of things that you might have done a little bit differently with maybe asking the AFL a little bit you know, sooner for the logos, that sort of thing. Um, is there like one bit of advice that if you could give to your younger self or even just a few years ago um, that you would have really, really valued at the time? Uh, I definitely wouldn't fucking change anything. Yep. I wish I'd pissed more people off and, and gone harder. <laughs> that's the biggest thing. That's I, actually I, often, that's often not the answer. That's, you know. I mean, yeah, we like doing things as different as possible, but the biggest thing is just ask, don't ask for permission, just do it and then see what happens. Yeah, I love it. I, I love wish it. I wish I'd gone harder at that. And uh, with a lot of things we've got coming up planned, it's, it's much easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. And I think in the business we're in, you have to be as disruptive as possible and you have to try and fail as many things. Like we've failed so many things. We've had so many releases that have bombed out. I've got two warehouses. I've got some, before I started this business, I used to sell fake MBA hats at university. Great. And I've still got a box of them <laughs> sitting in my warehouse as a reminder that every time I see that part of the warehouse, I'm like, oh, you, you, you didn't sell them. And they're still sitting there. But we've had, we've had so many releases where you think, cool, they're gonna go psycho. Um, and they don't. But then you have things like if it's the AFL or Sam Kerr, stuff like that. We've built them and those relationships and that brand aesthetic for so long that you know, cool, we've done so many football reference stuff over the years. Uh, you've got someone like a superstar like Sam, that's easy. The AFL stuff now, because we've got such a brand history of building that up, that's easy. The biggest thing is building up our main line, which is our main breadwinner, uh, and expanding with that, obviously, the rest of Australia. We're already heavily within, within the rest of Australia. Opening a store, Melbourne first, then probably Sydney, and then expanding our distribution network more in America. That's that's the plan. Amazing. I hate it when people say we're a Perth brand. Yeah. So you said that before. So yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely not be saying that again. So obviously we're at Sneakerland. Uh, sneaker culture must play a huge uh, role in your business and fashion in general. Um, I've noticed that you're not even wearing a pair of fucking sneakers though. To Correct. Sneakerland. So I mean that's the thing is <laughs> our brand and myself is very different to the, what the market traditionally is, and I think that's what's done so well. Uh, I'm quite brash. I've got a blonde rat tail. I'm wearing clogs. I've got crappy tattoos. That's what I am. And our brand it. might be a reflection of me, but it's a reflection of what we've built as a community. And that's what works. That's why kids will put their fists up and, and say they know. That's why the athletes we work with is very specific. Ben Cousins was in a very, very dark place. Everyone knows his history. We were the first people to work with him and bring him out of that and that was one of the craziest releases I've ever seen, like someone with no social media to sell thousands of T-shirts. Mm. And that was, at the time, I was like, that is a perfect example of people and things we can do that's different. No one would touch him. When we worked with the AFL, the AFL said, we can't use him. And it says, that, that, that there lies your answer. We try and do the opposite of what other people are doing. So if people have used certain models or worked with certain teams, cool, we don't want to do that. We want to do our own thing and especially for obviously the AFL, of course there's been li licenses prior or collaborative stuff prior. What we want to do is try and do it as different as possible and infuse our whole brand DNA and creative direct, creatively direct the uh, AFL. 
I love it. Well, that's what just makes Street X so unique. Uh, and, uh, mate, thank you so much for coming and having a chat with us. I think we definitely, I would love to sit down for a full hour and hear everything, all the stories, all the collabs, uh, all your advice and, you know, all the experience that you've had, which is, uh, you know, super, super valuable. So thank you so much for coming down. Enjoy the rest of Sneakerland and, yeah, thank love you. your work. All right, our last guest for today is, I've been able to do a lot of work with him lately, very, very lucky. Every time we catch up, I love having a chat um, and you know, get to learn more and more about him every single time. Uh, he is multiple MVP winner, championship wildcat. Everybody in Perth knows this man, around the Australia knows this man. Uh, please welcome Bryce Cotton, everybody, woo! <laughs> Bryce, have you ever spoken in front of this many people, bro? It, Nah, this one might top it, so I'm a little yeah, nervous is, today. I, I'm looking back. There's, I thought there was 10 before, but I reckon you brought in another 10. So there's probably about 20,000 people for anybody that's listening uh, on this podcast later on in the week. It's unbelievable, and it's amazing that they've been able to keep so quiet uh, throughout the whole time so we can actually talk, which is so good. So, Lucky me. <laughs> hey, mate, so uh, I've got you on here because I've been up here all day uh, doing the auctions and bits and pieces like that, and I've been telling everybody about our challenge. Uh, that we've got coming up. So um, just a little bit of background and, you know, love for you to have a um, bit of a chat and tell everybody about it a little bit as well. So collectively, we put together um, a skills, drills and workout program that anybody can do online. Uh, and we're really focusing on for junior athletes uh, or athletes and basketball players of any ability, but really focusing on junior athletes to help them improve their game. So we went and we filmed uh, over 100 skills and drills videos uh, with yourself, which was uh, so good. Uh, you're an amazing teacher, and we're trying to give the virtual experience of having Bryce Cotton as your one-on-one -on -one coach, um, and now I'm obviously helping with some of the, uh, the gym aspects of it, the strength and conditioning, um, just getting yourself moving a little bit more, um, and lots of other stuff as well. And the winner of it is getting a one-on-one -on -one session with Bryce Cotton, which is pretty bloody awesome. Um, have you enjoyed um, you know, the lead-up to the challenge, um, and what have you enjoyed most about, uh, I guess, coaching, you know, coaching and doing all the videos and helping all these uh, junior athletes that we're about to start the challenge with on Monday? Yeah, I would say for me, the biggest enjoyment was just realizing, realizing how much uh, passionate, I guess, I get behind it. And lucky for me, before we started this collab, I was able to do some camps across uh, regional WA. So being able to see the looks on kids' faces when I'm teaching them different drills or simplifying things, and I guess just helping the light bulb click in their head, I didn't realize how excited that got me. So once we uh, came up with the idea of doing the collab, it just made me super excited because this was something I didn't have growing up. And you know, I was a basketball junkie as a kid, but uh, we didn't have any access to, I guess, insights to all these different tips. So the fact that this is my way to be able to give back in a small token, super ecstatic about it. Absolutely, and I reckon I have watched, or I reckon 20 hours of you talking about basketball clips in between editing, uploading them, putting all the thing together. Uh, and uh, every time I watch it, there's something that I get, you know, there's just another little tip, another little trick, whether it's, you know, your hand placement or, um, you know, your footwork, whatever it is, there's just so much info in there. Um, and it really is like, having you as a coach right there um, you know with you as you do this program which is so exciting so um, it kicks off on Monday uh, you can sign up to it a little bit later as well been pumping all day the graphics have been up here um, and uh, we're really after junior players it might not necessarily be you know people sitting here maybe it's your nieces nephews um, your, you know your brothers your sisters whoever it might be uh, it's only 25 bucks a week and if you want to use the discount code MVP go and sign up to that um, and we start on Monday it's going to be really exciting and Bryce is also going to be doing fortnightly Q&As as part of that as well. Yep, yep. So uh, you get to tune on in and get to have Bryce as your virtual coach, uh, which I think will be great for um, passing your info on, right? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think that's the biggest bonus about this whole uh, challenge that we're doing because, you know, you can tell kids to do whatever drill, but if they don't really understand why they're doing it, you know, they might not feel as interested. So being able to have that access to me to where I can explain why the drill is useful, why we're doing it this many times, and they can, I can explain to them how it's translated for me. 
um, I think that's just the more the better because now they don't just think they're just doing what I say just because of who I am. Absolutely. And like, and on that, it was when I've been watching the videos back, it's literally you say in this situation where say you've got, you know, you're guarding someone that is left-handed or right-handed, this is what you do. If you're, you know, guard, if someone's guarding you this way, if they've got their hand here, you sort of got all these little counter moves and telling the exact situation where you would learn or where you, where you would implement that skill or drill, which I think is the most valuable part out of the whole thing. It's amazing. So uh, anyone, make sure you sign up to that. We start on Monday. It's going to be very good. Uh, but uh, let's talk a little bit more about you, Bryce, and what you've been up to the last few weeks. So back training with the Cats. How's that been? Yeah, it's been good. Um, we've been getting after it. Practice has been very chippy, a lot of trash talk. So nice. that makes it super fun for me. Uh, we actually head out tonight to Vegas for a couple preseason games. So I haven't packed yet, so uh, when I get out Straight of here, home, I got some pack, work to go. do. Yeah, great, great. Uh, yeah, you told me you were a bit of a last-minute packer, hey? Yeah, yeah, it makes me concentrate harder. Yeah, nice. And then who are you playing for the games uh, over in the U.S.? So we play G League Ignite both games. Yep. So it's basically a bunch of... They're, they're they've been really good, though, haven't they? Yeah, and I would say a few of them will probably be early first-round picks next year. So right. it's a lot of potential, and it's uh, good to get our name out there, and it'll be good to measure where we are as a team this early on in the season. So the new players for the Wildcats roster this year, we've got um, Alex Saar, Asha, who else is in there that's, uh, that's new? Uh, Keanu Pinder. Keanu, so of course. That, yeah. that was a huge signing. And then we have another young guy, uh, Ben Henschel. Yep. So uh, those are some young and new faces, but definitely uh, I think a lot of them are going to have big impacts for us this season. Absolutely. And uh, has there been anything different that you've been working on this off-season compared to any other off-season, like with your physical training, um, mental wellness side of things, anything like that? Yeah, I would say for me, uh, just stepping out of my shell a little bit more. I'm more of an introvert, and I think going into the season, having so many new uh, young players, I need to be more of a vocal leader. Uh, throughout my career's past, though, I've been a guy that tries to lead by example, but I think my voice needs to be heard more, so I've been trying to focus on that. Yeah, most definitely. And I keep forgetting to ask you, like every time we, you know, we do a pod or anything like that, when is your citizenship coming through? <laughs> Honestly, what is the deal with that? We've been waiting for years, man. Yeah, I think we're going to keep on waiting, man. So I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know what the holdup is. Oh, man. So like, and it was like, because it was like, you had, you had the, there was like a visa mix up thing and then you get to the bottom of the pile and this and that. It was just like a bit of a, bit of a confusing mess, eh? Uh, yeah, long story short, the way it was explained to me is when I got my permanent residency. Yeah. They canceled whatever visa I was on. They left the room. They said they'd be back in like 10, 15 minutes to, I guess, do the paperwork that would make me a permanent resident. Right. And in those 15 minutes where my visa was canceled, they said I was in the country unlawfully. So they held that against me, and my time in the country is basically restarted. Do they like, know who you are? They seen, They obviously do not watch <laughs> basketball. Like, Apparently not. basketball not. fans, yeah. Yeah, so it's, unless I get an exemption, it's like, yeah, we're going to be waiting for a little while. Wow, so, you know, you're such a successful player, you know, on and off the court. Um, is there sort of like something that you wish that you learned a little bit earlier on in your career in terms of maybe your preparation or like mindset um, going into games and getting the most out of yourself? Uh, not necessarily. I think you learn things w when you're meant to, almost like a sliding doors movement. But um, I would say the same mindset I have now is for the most part the same mindset I had as a kid, and that's just because I knew what I wanted. So I guess to explain that better, talking to any youth or, or juniors, my advice would be, you know, once you figure out what you want, lock in on that and then don't look back because Anybody that's successful, regardless of what field they're in, I feel you have to have tunnel vision, and that eliminates any possible distractions. Absolutely. And uh, we were speaking on, an, on another episode of the pod, and you mentioned uh, the recess mindset, which is something you've been thinking about and just sort of touched on there a little bit. Um, do you want to tell us, for everybody in the room here that's listening, about the recess mindset and sort of um, how you came to you know, take the pressure off yourself a little bit more mm -hmm. um, in games? Yeah. So, yeah, when we talked about it on the podcast, uh, we had... I guess talked about how I deal with the pressures and the expectations I have every season. And when I first started playing this game, you know, nobody really thought I was good outside like my mom or my grandma. So it was easy to go into games and catch people by surprise. But after a while, every season when people, you know, expected me to do any and everything on the floor every night, uh, I started to feel like I had to live up to this facade. And then I had to remind myself when I was in school, you know, when lunch break comes, recess happens, you're about to go play ball with your friends, and you're not focused, like you're not uptight, you just know you're gonna go have fun. And 
that's when I was a kid and still had so much work to do, but now this is the best I've ever been in my life. So going back to that recess mindset, it's like that's how I should feel now. Like I shouldn't be all worked up going into games. I should feel relaxed knowing I've done all the work to prepare myself and have fun with it every time I step on the floor, knowing that there's so many people cheering for me and, and the team that I play for. I love it. And uh, leading up to uh, NBL uh, 24, 23, 24, 24. 24. Yeah, 24. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what roster you reckon is the one to beat? when you're like looking at, have you looked at any of the other teams and who they've got in? Is there any that you're like circling going, oh, I can't wait for this game? <laughs> Anybody that's not the Perth Wildcats. That's the team <laughs> yeah, that's <to> right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think we've had a, a shift in our mindset and that's one thing I tried to be vocal about of, you know, we were really a powerhouse um, probably the last four or five years or so and we've gone below that mark that we're accustomed to. So we have to realize we're the underdogs again and we're the ones doing the hunting instead of being the hunted. So... Uh, we got to give everybody the same treatment, and everybody's a championship game for us. I love that. And uh, is uh, in terms of your shoes as well, you've got a very nice pair looking here. Is, you've been in Sneakerland a few years now, yeah? Yeah, I have, I have. Nice. Are you a big sneaker guy, or are you kind of like, you know, just have a couple of pairs? Or I wasn't, but once I met Jamal, you know, he, he keeps rubbing off on me, so I'm getting more and more into the sneaker game. Nice. And, uh, yeah, once I'm done with this, I'll go back down there and have another beer. Yeah, love it. And, like, if you could pick any shoe in the world, what's your dream shoe? Jordan 11s. Jordan, Jordan 11s? 11s, yeah. Jamal, you've got to get some Jordan 11s <laughs> for him, all right? Next, Sneakerland. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Well, mate, uh, like I said, we've got the Bryce Cotton Body Magic um, Challenge starting on Monday. Um, junior, basketballs, uh, junior basketball players, any basketballer of any level, uh, make sure you go check that out. Um, it's only 25 bucks a week, or if you use the discount code uh, MVP, it's only 20 a week. Uh, we've got skills and drills with Bryce, um, fortnightly catch-ups, uh, we've got the Q&As, one-on-one yep. uh, -on -one coaching sessions, and a heap more with that, and really, really excited to get to work uh, with, uh, with all the Absolutely. junior athletes and help them improve their game um, over the next uh, 16 weeks or so. But, uh, mate, thank you so much for coming down. Um, good luck with uh, Vegas. Thank Enjoy. You, thank you. Uh, and uh, good luck with the rest of the season and everything. And, yeah, love your work. All right. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.